Chapter Seventeen of Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonali Punja. Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill or Jasper Parlow's Secret by Alice B. Emerson. Chapter Seventeen. Tormenting Mercy. After they had awakened Tubby and urged him into something resembling a trot they got into cheslow proper by degrees by the light of the very sunshiny afternoon ruth thought the town looked far prettier than any place she had ever seen this side of the railroad the houses were mostly old-fashioned and there were few stores there were many lawns and pretty old-time gardens while the elms and maples met in green arches overhead so that many of the streets were like rustic tunnels the sun sifting through the thick branches to make only a fine lacework pattern upon the walks and driveway they crossed the railroad near the station and struck into market street ruth would not allow helen to drive her directly to the curtis cottage she had remembered dr davidson's words and she thought that perhaps mercy curtis might be looking from the window and see her visitor arrive in the pony cart so she got down at the corner promising to meet her friend at that spot in an hour she could see the pretty cottage belonging to the railroad station agent before she had walked far its garden on the side was already a bower but the rustic arbor on which the grapevines were trained was not yet sufficiently covered to yield any shelter from the street therefore ruth did not expect to find it occupied just before she reached the cottage however she saw two little girls ahead of her hesitating on the walk they were talking seriously together when ruth approached within earshot and she heard one say to the other now she'll be there in the window they mustn't notice her no matter what she does or says you know what mamma said the other girl was sobbing softly but she made me oh such a face and she chopped her teeth at me as though she would bite me i think she's the very hatefulest thing hush she's greatly to be pitied said the older sister with an air and in a tone that showed she copied it from the grown-ups whom she had heard discussing poor mercy curtis i wish we had gone round the other way complained the other child now come on you needn't look into the window and smile i'll do that no said the little one stubbornly i'll go by on the opposite side of the way and you must come too anna she she'd bite me if she'd get the chance oh well come on little silly said her sister and the two crossed over and ruth who watched them interestedly saw them hurry by the cottage with scarcely a glance at the front windows but ruth could see the outline of the lame girl's figure at one of the windows and she saw a lean fist shaken in the air at the two children going by she could imagine the face mercy curtis pulled as well and did not wonder that the two little ones took to their heels and ran away as fast as ever they could but thus prepared for an unpleasant greeting 
from the unfortunate and much to be pitied mercy ruth smiled happily herself and waved her hand at the lame girl's window mercy saw her and for a moment was stricken with surprise so that she could neither greet her with frown or smile she knew the girl from the red mill although she had seen her so many weeks before but ruth ran into the yard and up the porch step at the side of the house and knocked at the door before the lame girl recovered from her amazement the motherly mrs curtis came to the door and the moment she saw who it was received ruth with open arms you dear child i am so glad you've come again did dr davidson tell you she whispered he told me that mercy would be glad to see me again but i should have come before as i promised if i could have gotten in ruth said will she see me she is not so well today sighed the harassed mother this is one of her days of torment i do not know how she will treat you ruth fielding but don't mind what she says to you dear your being here will take a mind off her pain and off her own self ruth laid aside her hat and coat and went into the sitting-room the crippled girl was in her wheelchair by the window the instant ruth entered she seized the wheels on either side and propelled the chair across the room in a sudden dash that threatened to run her visitor down and her face was screwed up into such a mean look and her eyes flashed so angrily that ruth was startled for a moment but she stood her ground and instead of colliding with her the nervous hands brought the chair to a sudden stop right before her thought you were going to be run down didn't you snapped mercy i'd ought to break your legs you run on them so fine showing off wasn't you she was offended because ruth had run so lightly into the cottage and the girl from the red mill made a decision there and then that she would never come in to see mercy again saving at a sedate walk but she laughed lightly and said do you want to come on crutches mercy that wouldn't help you a bit she put out her hand to take the lame girl's but mercy struck it smartly with her own then whirled her chair around and returned to her former position by the window she handled the wheelchair with remarkable dexterity and ruth following her and taking a neighboring chair said how quick you are you get around your room so nicely i think that's fine you do do you snapped the cripple if you'd been tied to this chair like i have you'd be quick too i suppose it's something for me to be grateful for eh it must be a lot better than lying abed all the time said ruth quietly oh yes i suppose so snapped mercy her conversation was mostly made up of snaps and snarls everybody tells me all about how happy i ought to be because i'm not worse off than i am that's their tormenting ways i know them there she added looking out of the window here's another one of those dratted young ones ruth glanced out too a lady was coming along the walk holding a little boy by the hand before they reached the cottage the little boy said something to his mother and then broke away from her hand and went to the other side of her nearest the curb there he's hiding from me said mercy bitterly the lady looked up and smiled pleasantly 
but the cripple only returned her pleasant salutation with a cold nod the child peeped out from around his mother's skirt there go along you nasty little thing muttered mercy see him trot on his little fat legs i wish a dog would bite them it was useless ruth saw to try and bring the cripple to a better mind but she ignored her sallies at people who went by the window and began to talk about the red mill and all that had happened to her since she had come to live with uncle jabez gradually she drew mercy's attention from the street she told about the flood and how she with helen and tom had raced in the big automobile down the river road to warn the people that the water was coming mercy's eyes grew big with wonder and she listened with increasing interest that's a nice place to live that mill the cripple finally admitted grudgingly and it's right on the river too i can look way up and down the river from my window the first thing when i get up in the morning ruth said it's very pretty at sunrise and then the orchard and the fields are pretty and i like to see the men ploughing and working the land and the garden stuff is all coming up so pretty and green i've got a garden too but it's not warm enough yet to plant many flower seeds said mercy i suppose when it becomes warm you can sit out in the arbour when the grape leaves get big enough to hide me yes said mercy i don't go into the garden excepting at school time then the young ones aren't always running by and tormenting me snapped the cripple chopping off her speech at the end she was a self-tormentor it was plain that the poor child made herself very miserable by believing that everybody possessing a strong back and lively legs felt his or her superiority to her and delighted in showing off before her the girl of the red mill felt only pity for a sufferer possessing such an unfortunate disposition she tried to turn the conversation always into pleasant channels she held mercy's interest in the red mill and her life there she told her of the brutes of downy chicks that she cared for and the butter making and the household tasks she was able to help aunt alvery about and you don't go to school demanded mercy i am going now i hope this spring and summer to prepare myself for entering the cheslow high and then you'll be in town every day said mercy with one of her occasional wistful looks i hope to i don't know how i will get here but i mean to try miss cram says if i'll come two or three times a week this summer after our school closes that she will help me prepare for the high school exams so i can enter at the beginning of the fall term i know miss cramp said mercy she lives on the street you'll be so busy that you'll never get in to see me at all i suppose why i can come much oftener cried ruth of course i will if mercy was pleased by the statement she would not show it i studied to enter high she said after a little silence but what's the use i'll never go to school again reading books isn't any fun just studying and studying and studying doesn't get you anywhere why i should think that would be nice ruth declared you've got so much chance to study you see you don't have to walk around the house or outside and so 
you have all your time to devote to study i should like that yeah snarled mercy in her most unpleasant way that's what you say i wish you were here to try it and i could be out to the red mill then she said more softly i'd like to see that mill and the river and all the things you tell about you wait cried ruth i'll ask uncle jabez and aunt alvary maybe we can fix it so you could come out and see me wouldn't that be fine yeah snarled the cripple again i'll never get that far away from this old chair perhaps not but you might bring the chair with you returned ruth unshaken wait till vacation i'll not give up the idea until i've seen if it can be arranged that the thought pleased mercy the cripple could not deny her eyes shone and a warmth of unusual colour appeared in her thin cheeks her mother came in with a tray of cakes and lemonade and mercy became quite pleasant as she did the honours having already eaten her fill at the doctor's ruth found it a little difficult to do justice to this collation but she would not hurt mercy's feelings by refusing the hour passed in more pleasant converse the cripple's mind was evidently coaxed from its wrong and unhappy thoughts when ruth rose to leave promising to come again as soon as she could get into town mercy was plainly softened you just hate to come i know you do she said but she said it wistfully everybody hates to come to see me but i don't mind having you come as much as i do them oh yes you can come again if you will and she gave ruth her hand at parting mrs curtis put her arms about the girl from the red mill and kissed her warmly at the door dear dear said the cripple's mother how your own mother would have loved you if she had lived until now you are like sunshine in the house so after waving her hand and smiling at the cripple in the window ruth went slowly back to the corner to meet helen and found herself wiping some tender tears from her eyes because of mrs curtis's words end of chapter 17